Started out this week's Old Kaiser Radio Show with uh, Fats Waller and messing around with the blues. Then Willie the Lion Smith gave us Finger Buster. Now you may remember that last week I urged listeners to donate to WFMU by mailing checks to me, care of my bunker in East Orange. Well, many of you complied with that request, and I thank you. I'm also pleased to announce that many envelopes arrived stuffed with cash. Oh, this is a better idea than checks. First of all, it saves me from having to go to the bank. Not only is this cash safely tucked away under my mattress, I I can now afford to buy a new mattress. The current mattress is the same mattress I've had since 1892. Its sleep number is six. Now, continuing where we left off last week, uh, we, we have here another cavalcade of uh, WFMU staff members and uh, celebrity luminaries and a few groveling toadies paying homage to the old Codger radio show. And they'll be urging you to uh, make pledges to WFMU during our annual two-week fundraiser. So uh, we'll, let's kick it off. We'll begin this, uh, this tawdry circus with the Honorable Joe Magasco. Now, Joe hosts a WFMU program on Monday morning. And that show has the very alluring title, Surface Noise. But don't get excited. The promise is in the name of the show, not in the content. He mostly features the usual slop found on uh, compact discs and 8-track tape cartridges and, and such. But, hey, points for trying, Joe. Uh, now, he did submit this fundraising pitch in our preferred digital format, which is MP78. Lodabelle Pancake is uh, handling the technical processing and the broadcasting of that. I, I've been told that digital audio has no underlying noise. However, this proprietary format, MP78, it adds a layer of analog hiss, as well as comforting clicks and pops. You'd almost swear you were hearing a vintage slab of shellac. Well, this is the first, and... Likely the last time that Joe Magasco's voice will be heard on the Old Codger radio show. So, uh, uh, Joe, cross that off your bucket list. Hi, this is Joe Magasco from Surface Noise, heard every Monday morning here on WFMU. For some reason, I've been contacted by the Old Codger's people to do a promo spot for his marathon show. And I'm not exactly sure why, because a few years ago, 
had a little kerfuffle with the old codger over the title of my program. It seemed he had the idea that he wanted to trademark the phrase surface noise and uh, get me to pay a licensing fee to use it for the title of my show. Uh, I didn't take kindly to this, and my people contacted his people. Eventually, we came to an agreement, but I do bear a slight grudge. I am a big person, however, and I'd like to let bygones be bygones, so do pledge your support to the old codger on WFMU by going to www.wfmu.org pledge. He won't know what that means, but you know what that means. So contribute to support the old codger and insist that he play more Annette Hanshaw records. Black 
when you turn a horse. You got to carry people load, get licks from your boss. And like a wood and the whole wood you have to eat. But as a pet bug, I'll be fighting the human meat. And that is why I want to fight them young ladies, partner. Like a hot dog or a hamburger. If you know your tin, don't be in a fight. It's only big fat women I want to fight. Now I want to be the so help me bless I'll be a different kind of bed box from all the rest I am biting no ordinary people They got to be quite social and respectable Such as female doctors and barristers That chase this princesses with nice figures And when I bite them I'm going bout and boast And I calling myself King Bed Boggy Toast That's why I want to bite them young ladies partner Like a hot dog or a hamburger If you know your tin, don't be in a fight only big fat women I want to find. I know how some husbands are fast and fresh. To buy the flesh But I wouldn't buy the money They kill me dead As long as the opposite Stick on the bed Fighting a man I might break my teeth To a bed bug Men skin harder than concrete And when a bug bite a man The result is bad Men put up too much years And their legs too hard That's why I want to fight them Young ladies partner Like a hot dog or a hamburger you know you can don't be in a fright It's only big fat women I want to
me not long ago to keep away from that worthless Joe. If I heard what me mama say, I wouldn't be in this mess today. Run, Joe! Hey, the man at the door. Run, Joe! The man won't let me go. Run, Joe! Run as fast as you can. Run, Joe! The police holding me hand. Don't you hear what I told you? Run, Joe! I don't want you and school you. Run, Joe! Don't let the policeman hold you. Run, Joe! Then your mama done told you. Run, Joe! Hey, the policeman Run, catching Joe. up with you. In the preceding set of music, we started out with George Farmby and Isle of Man. Then Lord Invader, great Calypsonian, and he sang a song called Reincarnation. And then we heard a Calypso tune sung by Louis Jordan uh, and his Timpani Five, and it was called Run Joe. Well, uh, this is the old Kaiser, Courtney T. Edison here, and we're uh, wrapping up week two of the, uh, the WFMU annual fundraising drive. Now, WFMU commissioned a survey last year about their listener lifestyles, what is known in the trade as uh, listener demographics. Well, what WFMU discovered, it shocked them. So the people who listened to this, uh, this patchwork quilt that makes up the station weekly schedule, especially those who listen to the so-called uh, free-form programs. These listeners tended to be uh, overwhelmingly uh, burned-out hippies, uh, bored millennials, uh, overgrown adolescents who couldn't hold jobs, many of them in their 30s, and still li- living with their parents. Uh, low, low self-esteem was very common among these people. They were, they were awkward types who did not make friends easily and could not maintain eye contact with strangers, Uh, uh, people with uh, debilitating recreational drug habits, folks who identified with underdogs and losers and and all manner of bottom feeders. I had no idea the Bodenheim extended family constituted the bulk of WFMU's audience. Now, on the other hand, my fans, the listeners, you, you, the listeners of the old Codger radio show, tend to be young, debonair, dynamic, and on the go. They're brimming with joie de vivre. They're fearless. They're jaunty. They wear hats, cocked at a rakish angle. And they have that certain, that certain uh, je ne sais what. Well, WFMU management was shocked by these results. Well, I wasn't. No, not me. Management was all the more shocked when they got the bill from the company who conducted the poll. It cost $150,000. That's real money. That's almost as much as uh, uh, Sophie Tucker spent on brassiers and girdles in one year. Well, anyway, speaking of underdogs and losers, we have another fundraising pitch from the old Codger Show staff announcer, Gus Bodenheim. Now, if you want to use the next couple of minutes to uh, dash off to the toilet or pop a beer, uh, go ahead. You won't be missing anything. Hello, Gus Bodenheim here again, Courtney's most reliable yet least appreciated facilitator. Of course, you know and admire my work from listening to the old Codgers program. But did you know that WFMU offers a wide range of other programming? It's true, and I managed to listen to some of it in preparation for this very spot. Takes all kinds, I suppose. I imagine there are people who enjoy these kinds of things, and more to be pitied than scorned, I say. But if you're like me, with little patience and one broken speaker, the Codger's melodic and monophonic bellywick should be more than enough to persuade you to pledge your financial support for WFMU. Pledge online right now at WFMU.org. As a special enticement, my gifted sister, and I mean that only partly euphemistically, Laura Bodenheim has designed a beautiful 1927 science and invention calendar, which miraculously also works for 2022, and this Codger exclusive can and will be yours for a pledge of $75 or more. What in the name of God are you waiting for? Right now, send your online pledge to WFMU at WFMU.org. On behalf of the entire Bodenheim family, I thank you. One, two. Marvelous dance. I wish you could see it. Oh, it's very breathless. One leg's up. 
Now the other. Now I'm doing the split. Listen to the taps, they're marvellous. Now I think I better sing. Listen, chaps, you've often paused to wonder what made Miss Blankwood miss the so-and-so. To you it seemed a most amazing blunder. I'll whisper you the answer, then you'll know. Everyone's got sex appeal for someone, or many of us wouldn't be here. Even the GGs prove this rule. They're attracted by the donkey, or there'll never be a mule. Look at Queen Elizabeth, whose features quite appalled. The Virgin Queen, they called her, yet many she enthralled. And the Duke of Essex gave the lie to what she's always called, so she must have had some sex appeal for him. Sex appeal, some curse and others bless it, but whoever coined that hyphenated word would never say some do, some don't possess it. Such a statement would be obviously absurd. Everyone's got sex appeal for someone, or many of us wouldn't be here. Even the GGs prove this rule. Attracted by the donkey, all but never be a mule. There's the Indian damsel at a fair who wed a handsome swain. She's got the world tattooed all over her, which makes her very plain. But he's gone to live in India, although he's keen on Spain. So she must have had some sex appeal for him. For instance, there's a lovely girl on whom you've got a crunch. But she married someone undersized who looks like Mr. Punch. And they go to bed at 6 p.m. and don't get up till lunch. So he must have had some sex appeal for her. There's a shop girl working daily, nine to six, without a rest. She married a night watchman at a jeweler's shop up west. So neither of them ever sees the other one undressed. But they must have had some sex appeal for each other. Everyone's got sex appeal for someone, or many of us wouldn't be here. Even the horses prove this rule. Attracted by the donkey, or there'd never be a mule. There's a little chap who married someone, statuesque and grand. He's worn himself to ribbons, at least I understand. Through climbing up the kisser and sliding back to land. So she must have had some sex appeal for him. Vodio do, vodio do, There you are. Not time. 
that set of music. We started out with uh, Ronald Frankow and Monty Crick and everyone's got sex appeal for someone. Yeah, Ruth Edding sang her signature tune, Love Me or Leave Me. And then the Brock sisters sang Tie Me to Your Apron Strings again. This is your concert on WFMU during uh, the second fundraising week. Now, as I was preparing this week's program to raise money for me, for, 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 I mean for the station, <laughs> of course, the station, i I was called into a meeting with the WFMU management. I went in this room, and there was the management. They were all wearing masks, so I didn't recognize them. I, I, I mean, I recognized the masks they were wearing. There was Mickey Mouse, Richard Nixon, Osama bin Laden, Bozo the Clown. Uh, there was a serial killer whose name I forget. Anyway, they told me, sit down, Courtney. They said that they are on a, a diversity kick. And that, that when it comes to selecting people who endorse the old country show for the fundraiser, they want more people of color. Well, I said, what, what do you mean, people of color? Do you mean colored people? And they, they got all agitated, almost angry. And they said, said, no, 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 Courtney, don't say that. You can't say colored people. You must say people of color. Well, I was flummoxed by the whole thing. They could see that I was confused, so one of them, they said, they said, you know, minorities. Minorities, I said? You mean like people on WFMU who play only 70 RPM records? You mean like WFMU DJs who actually play good music? How about staffers who are over the age of 100? How about guys who are on intimate terms with Sophie Tucker and Mamie Smith? because I think one such staffer does indeed constitute a minority. I check so many boxes. Anyway, the masked management assured me that their uh, diversity push qualifies as something called virtue signaling. Now, I, I was unfamiliar with the phrase, and they didn't explain it, but they insisted we must have 
more, quote, people of color on the radio. I, I guess they mean voices of color. Well, I have many friends of color. There's a legendary failed blues singer, Swampy Stubbs. Injun Bob. Uh, how about Raul, 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 Junior? Then there's a disease, people of color. Red Butler, Freddie Green, Dr. Ray Brown. And of course, one of my favorite people of color of all is Flip the Frog. Well, he's actually an amphibian of color. Well, anyway, so none of these people of color, as well as others, were available this week to record fundraising pictures for me. So I called my friend Gaylord Fields, and it turns out that Gaylord personally knows several people of color. In particular, he knows the distinguished academic Booker T. Bodenheim. Well, I've heard of Booker T. Bodenheim, but I've never met him. Well, Gus doesn't talk about him much. Uh, Booker T. is the uh, the black, black sheep of the Bodenheim family. Now, he's, he's also related, on, on his side of the bloodline, uh, he's related to the great Negro Leagues baseball star, Cool Papa Bodenheim. Anyway, so Gaylord reached out to Booker T. Bodenheim. As it turns out, he, he's had the same phone number since 1902. His phone number is 26. And, uh, uh, Booker T. agreed to record a spot for this program during the fundraiser. So, here he is. This here is Booker T. Bodenheim from the Harlem branch of the Bodenheim family tree. As a respected civic leader, I implore all the upstanding members of Sepia Society to donate their pledge dollars to the old codger at WFMU.org. Oh my, how I remember those days when the codger would visit the black and tans to raise sand just a mite. Just thinking about how poor Peg Leg Bates' splintery old wooden shin got Courtney's bite marks all over it. Ho 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 ho! Oh, that rascal. But I do digress. Please give.
ain't got rhythm. Every night he sits in the house alone, cause he ain't got rhythm. Every night he sits there and wears a frown. He attracted it somebody's attention when he found the full dimension. But he ain't got rhythm for no one with him. Lonely man in town. A lonely man is he, bending over his books. His wife and family keep giving him dirty looks cause he ain't got rhythm. When they call him up, it's to call him down. In the month of January, he's a pilot dictionary. But he ain't got rhythm, there's no one with him, the loneliest man in town.
In that set of music, we started out with the Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra. Uh, they did In That Morning. Then Henry Red Allen and his orchestra did uh, He Ain't Got Rhythm. And then uh, Dunny Kane on the harmonica doing uh, Charlie Parker's Ornithology. I'm Neil Codger on WFMU. We have another prestigious WFMU staff member who is going to offer a testimonial to the Codger radio program. Uh, he will provide encouragement for you to make a pledge in support of this program during WFMU's dreary 2021 fundraiser. We are going to hear now from Scott Williams. Now, now, Scott was very unhappy this past week. He was blue. Great! Another person of color. Our commitment to diversity on the Old Codger Show exceeds the quotas set by management. So Scott sent along this uh, MP78 recording. He sent it to Lorabelle. She knows how to play these things on the radio. I haven't heard it yet, but supposedly Scott is going to offer fond recollections of his first encounter with me many decades ago at WFMU. He, he was very young at the time. I was younger. I have shoes older than Scott Williams. Hello, friends. Scott Williams here. You can hear me on WFMU every Wednesday from 3 to 6 p.m. I've been a DJ here since the 1990s. Man, things were different then. But one thing was exactly the same. Courtney T. Edison was here, and he was exactly as ornery, obstinate, and out of touch as he is now. Other DJs who were around at that time, obscure names like Marianne Seba, The Good Doctor, Erwin Chusid, they all told me that he was then as exactly as misanthropic and exhausting as he was when they first met him, decades earlier. I was not looking forward to meeting him, but I knew the unwritten rule. Fellowship with the old codger was a rite of passage for WFMU DJs, so I'd better just suck it up. So, the night it happened, I wasn't prepared. I was in the music library at 580 Springdale Avenue in East Orange very late at night, preparing my first DJ audition tape. This was like 1996. The studio was empty, airing pre-recorded tapes from the hour of slack. So I thought I was alone. I thought the stench that preceded him was just that old house smell. I still haven't figured out what that is, but he's still got it. Then he shouted, Young fella! And I nearly fainted. He laughed. And then he surprised me. He became solicitous and kind. He asked me, some real questions with seemingly genuine interest. And before long, it became pretty clear that Courtney wanted to share his wisdom and maybe hand the baton to the next generation of WFMU DJ. So when I finally left FMU that night, I felt I'd made a friend. I was going to defend him to everybody who warned me about him. Well, he got me. It took me a while to figure it out, but uh, eventually I realized that every compact disc that I had with me in the library that night was now completely unplayable because someone had burned a cigar hole into each one. I confronted him. He didn't deny it. He did ask me who I was and what I was doing there. I reminded him about that night in the library. He told me he wouldn't be caught dead in the WFMU library. It was filled with all that chintzy media produced after World War II. Had to be a different guy. That's the last civil discussion I can remember having with him. 2020 was a rough year for all of us, but I'll tell you a secret. It brought WFMU a hidden gift. Courtney T. Edison is not allowed in this building. This benefits WFMU in more ways than you might think. Do you know the cleaning costs associated with one hour-long visit per week by the old codger? Smoke in the studio, ashes in the rug, leaking colostomy bag, bourbon spilled into the board. These things add up. And now we can envision a day when all of our wonderful DJs can return to 43 Monty and our Freeform family can reunite. I really cannot wait for this day to come. Also, the old codger will come back. So, listeners to the Fogey with a Stogie radio hour, I beg of you, think of the carpeting. Think of the nasty spills. Think of his foul cloud of putrescence. Think of the next generation of WFMU DJs. Make your pledge right now. I beg of you. All right, so you're supposed to end these things with something nice, right? Okay, uh, I, uh, I really I enjoy Flip the Frog. Thank you. 
Thank you, Courtney T. Edison, for Flip the Frog. And thank you, listeners, for your ears, your fellowship, and your amazing support. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you on Wednesday on the radio. Flip the Frog! (laughs) That's fun. It really is fun. Thank you.
in the finest set of music. We opened up with Frankie Trombauer and his orchestra with There'll Come a Time. And we finished up with Joe Ucifer and his orchestra with the jockey on the carousel. Well, Sure, Codger. This wraps up my obligation to making sure that WFMU's two-week fundraiser is a success. Because without my distinctive flair, the fundraiser would fail on its lack of merits. I, I, sorry I didn't give away any prizes. Not because I'm stingy. I mean, I am stingy. But that has no bearing on the lack of prizes. See, in my diabolic heart, I believe that me... Hosting a weekly program on WFMU is a, is a prize of untold value to every listener. I know that you look forward to our weekly soiree of surface noise, and I know that you treasure the music that pours out of your radio speakers during this hour every week, especially after three hours of Fablio's cavalcade of cacophony. My program cleanses the airwaves. It purifies and pleases it rescues you from the purgatory of Fablio's dire musical miasma. Just when you begin to think that radio can drive you to suicide, along comes hope, optimism, and redemption in the form of me. And if you want to thank me personally, please call my agent, Lola Bell Pancake. She can be reached at her office, the International House of Pancake. It can be found in the phone book. Look under Talent Agencies. Uh, consult the Yellow Pages, nowadays known as the Pages of Color. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Stay tuned for Hardy Not-So-White, another person of color. Thank you, Codger. Hardy, are you there? I am. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can We're you hear me? We're on the radio. We're on the radio. We're live. Well, I know. Does it? It never gets old. It never it's gets old. Time. I got my heart is beating fast. That's, Isn't it great? I got all the feels. Yeah, it is great. I wonder if you woke up out of uh, and you're having an operation and and the anesthesia wears off while the surgeons are working on you. I wonder if they say to each other. Is this amazing? Oh, this never gets old. I love this. As they're as they're cradling your liver, I, I hope wonder if so. they have that excitement that we have. <laughs> I don't think we would have it if uh, if we were in um, commercial radio, though. I think we oh. would just be we would feel like oppressed. Our, I, I, we would bond over how awful, like being in the army or something, how how bleak our existence was. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's 100 percent has to do with the type of radio you're doing. <laughs> WFMU, there's nothing like it. Oh right, or you know, in, I'm gonna. I am here in praise of all you know, uh, fr uh, free radio like college radio and community sure. radio and everything that's you know that's um, uses radio to its real potential, you know, or tries to or tries to. Because it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing invention and, and art form, and it's a it's a powerful thing. And I think somebody like WFMU uses it in uh, in a wonderful, you know, chaotic and uh, crazy experimental way, which I think is you know there's not enough of, obviously, and uh, uh, you know that excites me to no end. I, I mean, agree. this is a, a it's it's magical. I keep saying that, but I gotta I gotta think of a new word. <laughs> I like magical. And that's how I feel. Honestly, I'm going to nerd out right now, but that's how I feel when I listen to your show. It just feels magical. And it's everything you're saying. I feel it when I listen to your show. It's like the beauty of radio, the art form of radio, just playing and, and being silly and being heart, heartfelt. And um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's how I, I feel. About the other day, like uh, uh, radio is an interesting uh, invention because when it was invented, you know, there wasn't, there's no real precedent for it like really the, i was thinking about the only this is strange but the only real precedent for the for the physical thing for, for the for the technology is the telephone and 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 they didn't know what to do on the new like wireless telephone technology so they thought well th well theater so the, you know like maybe vaudeville or variety so then they did like what we'll, we'll do vaudeville on the telephone and i think that largely it's radio has stayed that way as like vaudeville on the telephone 
for a long time, which is a really neat thing, like theater, but it's just just in your ear. You're just eavesdropping on the theater. You can't see it. You know, you've got your ear to the wall. You're next to you're the neighbor of an awesome vaudeville theater. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like creeping in on it. You think you can be there? Is this meant for me? I think they're talking to me. I like it because, um, first of all, the, uh, theater, it doesn't scare me. But it, uh, live performance, when the performers are right there and they can see me, just as a shy person, this is a little, this is a slightly difficult. Like I think, as a as a as a as a shy person who's also w- wants to be creative, when I first heard people doing weird things on the radio, I, I became it was like a religious awakening or something because mm-hmm. I could eavesdrop. Right, you could listen. They didn't know you were listening, and you're right there. It's so intimate. It's like being next to them. They're still with theater, there's still a, there's some distance, right? But this is like being. This is more like. Um, uh, <laughs> Is more, you ever been to like? Did you ever see Sleep No More at the McKittrick? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not, oh, well, too late now. <laughs> Keep going though. Keep going. <laughs> it's a submersive <laughs> play, you know, where the the play is you're you're in, in, in an old hotel in New York City, and there's a play going on, and the audience though have they have masks on and they're real quiet, but the audience can walk around and get right up on the performers. There's no distinct, there's no stage. You're just in the same space as the people mm. performing and you're anonymous and, and it's a little creepy. <laughs> it's like you're physically there and you're wearing this weird, I feel like it's almost like you're seeing some kind of sixties creepy, uh, X-rated horror movie, but that sounds good. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm a little shyer than that. But it's, you know, you can be right on. And, and radio is like that, too. It has an intimacy that other art forms don't necessarily uh, have. I mean, if you go to a museum, even, you've got other people standing right next to you looking at the same painting and weeping. But at home, you know, you, it's, you can literally listen to it under the covers. Even television. In my day, televisions were too big to sort of drag under the blanket with you. But, you know, your little compact uh, AM radio or something with the ear you put the little earpiece in and uh it, it was you, you know how that the listening experience is is um is particularly dreamy and uh, uh surreal because you know you can't the distinction of where you end and the thing begins is 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 grayer than it is with visual things you know you can kind of close your eyes but the sound sort of gets all around you Yes, exactly. Isn't that true? It's true. I feel it. It's like, yeah, it is kind of sensual and intimate and creepy and, and like very, very real, very all around you. Yeah, that's why those, those uh, uh, late night um, UFO, you know, like uh, uh, I forgot Art Bell's show's name, something, something, something. People are screaming it on the comment board right now. <laughs> They're coast screaming coast at me coast. for not helping you, for not assisting. <laughs> no, I'm never, like... I always tell them, don't tell me the answer. I love being in a state of confusion and not knowing. It feels better than the, it's always a letdown when I know the thing. But, um, but, you know, there's those are, you know, you can creep yourself out too, like late at night with those, that voice, you know, that's solitary. And to know that he was like in a trailer in the desert and who, like, who knows is going to, what's going to creep up on him. Right. And you're listening live and they're describing things and it's fun. It's fun to be uh, scared because it's, you've got that nice, that safe distance. Uh, and um, uh, when, when Orson Welles crossed that line <laughs> and he made you think that the play was happening outside of your house in New Jersey, <laughs> that's you know that's that's different. That was that's a that's almost like a violation. He did something very wrong there, didn't he? On the War of the Worlds broadcast. <laughs> so wrong, but so right. 